0: Hello everyone, it's Jonathan Gillum and Dixon Lawson for KCSU Sports. It's our Sunday podcast and it's week two of the month and we're going to start releasing week two podcasts themed around our pro sports update. Since 2020 has changed everything, it seems appropriate we need to talk about all the pro sports and this is one of the first times that pro sports are all happening at the same time. It's... Weirdly
1: amazing right Dixon? It's it's truly it's truly a like a blissful moment uh, You know to have all four sports kind of back in action at the same time you get to see all these stars playing um, And you're having great competition across the sports, and I think that's what's huge
0: Yeah, it's it's been really fascinating so we're gonna break down what we've seen in the MLB the NHL the NBA and the NFL so far so all that is coming up next, and we're going to begin with the MLB. So the MLB, in case any listeners were wondering how that season turned out, it shortened down the season to 60 games. And currently, we're in the Division Series playoff. Um, that's for the American League and, and National League, and that's four teams, or excuse me, eight, four teams, teams, eight teams total. Yep. And right now, it's currently the Yankees. New York Yankees versus the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Yankees, as of right now, are down one to two. And it's interesting because the Rays, I feel like, have been really taking it to the Yankees in an underdog way. And it's catching the Yankees off guard. I've been I've been hearing a
1: lot of buzz that Yankees are kind of shocked right now. Well, but that's what happens with the underdog team, right? It doesn't matter what sport you're in or, or what you're playing. If you're the underdog team, you have to bring the momentum, and you have to kind of knock the big dog in the mouth. You have to get yeah. that first punch in, and that's exactly what the Rays have been able to do, and I think that's why they have a lead so far. We'll see if they can hold it out. And and I, I love the underdog, and it, I think it's a
0: funny stat to mention. I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't know the exact decibel to the number, but it, the, the, I saw the the list of the salaries battling. Now the Tampa Bay, I think we're hovering around 60 million, is around that range, and of course you have the Yankees upwards to 200 million, close to 200 million. I want to say it was like 156 or 56 million to like 189 million. That's a salary cap battle. So the Uh Yankees are overpaid with monster stars, and the Rays are just this little guy that's trying to David take down Goliath, kind of. It's
1: it's gonna be. that's why. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But that's why you we you gotta have a fixed salary cap. The one, the one critique I have about baseball is that you, if you have a ton of money in your organization, you can just you can pay for whoever you need, right? But that's why you love to see the Rays doing what they're doing and kind of upsetting the bigger, higher paid team. I have a. I
0: wish I had that one critique because I I am I feel the same way, but I forgot about that. I actually did a podcast earlier this summer about what baseball should change. But you brought that up, and I think that is great. I wish they had an even salary cap. I feel like baseball is uneven, kind of like college football is. All the good players go to the SEC and the ACC. Baseball well, is mean, kind the,
1: of, the, I don't the, know. They could have more of a salary cap, I don't know.
0: You know it's what, Kind of a. we need to come up with a solution so we can propose it to the MLB. This sounds like another podcast for another date. This oh, would go true. along with what I said. Just so everyone knows, the MLB's profits have gone up but ticket sales are are down. So at one point, that's gonna meet and they're gonna start losing profits and their ratings are down too. So the MLB is, is a sport that's soon gonna be on the decline, I'm predicting. So keep that in mind. So anyway, back to the playoffs. Braves versus the Marlins on the other side of the- and the Braves are winning two nothing. Two Florida teams, one is upsetting a Big Dog and the other one's kind of put himself in the hole. And to go over to the, you have the Astros up on the athletics two to one and then you got the Dodgers winning
1: right now, um, and it's 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 curious. The Dodgers beat the Padres six five, so they hold a 2-0 lead in the series.
0: Yeah, so I'm curious if we're gonna have a World Series rematch against the the cheaters against the no.
1: <laughs> against.
0: I don't know, man. The Astros nope. the Astros looked solid right from the start, and the Dodgers looked like the best team in baseball all year long.
1: I'm not saying like, but I don't think the Astros will make it. I just think that the baseball gods will at some point stop the charade and they will punish the cheaters like they deserve. I'm just being honest.
0: It never happens. Look at what happens with the Patriots. They never got punished.
1: (laughs) Baseball gods and football gods are two different things. The football gods are only (laughs) pleased by injuries, whereas the baseball gods are hopefully pleased by good stories. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway.
0: So that's baseball. Uh, we'll have an update next month on World Series. You're hearing it from me, though. I'm going to think it's going to be Astros versus the Dodgers. Uh, I got the Dodgers winning. I'm I think...
1: calling. The Padres make a comeback, and so do the Athletics, and they play. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, moving on to the NHL.
0: The season is over. The Tampa Bay Lightning won against the Dallas Stars, winning a Stanley Cup. And we just had a draft. Dixon.
1: What do you think about the hockey season? So, I guess first um, I want to touch on the Lightning's Stanley Cup run. Um, overall, very solid run. Like you can't even really knock it after what happened to them last year and all kind of the laughter that was thrown their way after the being the Presidents Trophy, highest points in the league. They get swept in the first round this year. They came with a chip on their shoulder and they played it through. Each team they played they dominated them and they took the other team out of their game and you could just see it even though the Stars were able to get two uh, it was still a dominating four wins for the Lightning and overall I'm happy for the Lightning to get that victory some of those uh, older that's the—it's uh, their first you know at the end of the day it's awesome to see uh, and I'm really looking forward to this year the draft just happened um, not a ton of swapping uh, like big names for, for moving up with picks. Uh, just a couple of pick swaps overall. Last thing, the Avs. I don't know why we're taking three centers. I mean, I know why. It means that we're losing some centers, but uh, Jost is probably gone, or, or somebody. I mean, uh, maybe they're not going to try and re-sign Belmar. I don't know. It's crazy. Jonathan, what are your thoughts, man?
0: Well, you you heard my thoughts earlier. We've talked about this for weeks, but I, I really think for the Avalanche to do anything, I think they need to get a goalie. I think they need to upgrade their goalie position. I, I... Corey
1: Crawford was not being re-signed by the Blackhawks as of today. Jacob Markstrom from the Canucks, he's going to be free. I would say that he's probably... Braden Holpe from the Capitals is going to be a free agent. Well, which um, one would you rather
0: have, though? Here's the thing is, I know Crawford, you think, is going to ask for a lot of money, but a lot of players sometimes will... Hendrick
1: Lundquist. Well, the take,
0: take a little less so they can get that a Stanley Cup push. And I would say arguably the, the Colorado Avalanche might be one of the best teams out there looking for a goalie. And Crawford, he might be like, you know what, I'll, I'll take a little less because I think the Avalanche is just a, a really good goaltender away from making the Stanley Cup and winning it. That's,
1: I think That's my thoughts. Now that I see that there's five uh, top-tier goalies on the free agency market, they probably will go for less than what I was saying but I still think that they could do better than Crawford. I would He would not be my first choice. Okay. Well. He would be my, out of all the goalies I listed, he'd be my last choice. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, we need the, a. The only reason is his recent play has not been as good as these other... The, the goalies that are also in this free agency class have a lot better resume coming into it than he does.
0: Okay. Well, you said we have five goalies to target. There we go. Go get yourself... A goalie. That's my thing. Make sure you lock up as much as the core, but leave at least, let's say, six to eight million available to go after that goalie. Snag them I mean, up because think... we need an upgrade. Like, I'm, I'm with you on trying to keep the ship, but I think we need an upgrade at goalie position. I can't stand another season with Group R. That's well, my
1: thought. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is you'll see, you'll see a trade happen, and that may also shift some money around. So at the end of the day, we will, in a month's time, we will have a lot more to be able to talk about. Um, and then I guess the other thing, I don't know if we said season officially, they're wanting to try and start January 1st, 2021. That just makes me nothing but happy. How can I not love the
0: return to hockey? Yeah. And then once again, we'll have, well, we won't have all four, but we'll have three sports because NBA is talking about a January return as well. But all this is, so we'll we'll find out. And speaking about the NBA, we, going to just talk about quickly what's going on in the NBA Finals. As you're listening to this, the finals actually could be over because the the Los Angeles Lakers are actually playing on October 9th, Game Five, and they're up three to one against Miami. And Miami looked like a, no one thought they would get as far as they did. I no. I just want to say that no one thought. But Jimmy Butler and the young crew around him have played out of their mind and, and upset everyone and got to the finals. But it doesn't look like they're gonna finish it.
1: Well, here's what I I want to look at the Nuggets this year. I just want to say what did they what were they able to do? I understand they didn't do it against the Lakers, but they were able to do the comeback, the you know three one, um, twice, 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 and so I the heat what have always been that underdog team the big thing you look at these scores game one 116 98 all right that one you're you're, that wasn't close game two 124 114 all right you're within 10 but the lakers ball out the game three they get one they win 115 to 104. that is what they needed to carry and now they only they only lost by what would that be uh six
0: so the, yeah they had I mean yeah game four was was a really close game uh how it ended and honestly I felt like that was their chance to to, to hang on to the momentum but when you have like a, a veteran playoff veteran like LeBron James he knew how important it was oh, to win man. game
1: four man the um, Lakers are shooting better in every yeah. category barely 44 to 42 for field goals 35 to 34 for three points 85 to 80 for free throws. And it's just it's, it's
0: and it's just listen, you LeBron is just too savvy when it comes to the playoff experience and Jimmy Butler or anyone else on the Heat. They're a young team, and I think they're not gonna win this. I honestly I, I bet the Lakers are gonna beat them on October 9th and be the, the NBA champions. But I think the Miami Heat can be like, oh my goodness, we did the unthinkable with this young core. And that just means that their next season they're going to be even more confident. I would, I bet they're going to probably target some flashy free agency free agents maybe to help uh, shore up that uh, the depth on the team. And that's good for them. Um, but you did mention the the Nuggets earlier, and this is since we are a local station, we need to talk about the Nuggets a little bit. The, the Nuggets, I thought whew, they they're the blood pressure medication around here. They. Like we said, they're the first team in playoff history to do the unthinkable and come back from two different three to one deficits and, and win. But then they go to the, the Lakers and the Western Conference Finals and, you know, kind of get a, get let down a little bit, the fans. But we kind of saw that coming. I, I felt like the, the Lakers were the, the silver lining to their season because, um, yeah, they made it to the Western Conference Final, but they were playing so inconsistent in the playoffs that the time they get to, every every round, think of it, each team gets better and better and better as they play, and that inconsistency caught up to them when they got to the Western Conference Finals. I was like, okay, l- I said against the Clippers in, the, in the, the round before that, I was like, you can't give them free games. You're not going to win. It's going to be close to impossible when they just give up a big lead and let them win. I think that was in game two or game three against the Clippers. And then... They finally they did the unthinkable twice, and I'm just like, all right. At this point, they're too inconsistent. They're a young team, and they're not going to win. and And they didn't. But I don't. I don't know what you thought about about the Nuggets season. It was it was a great it was a great finish. But I think they're they're just real close away. Uh,
1: I what I want to say about the Nuggets is that it's it's almost like they're kind of reminding me of. The, the Philadelphia 76ers. The big stars only play when they want to. It seems like like they do They're not consistent and they're not always giving 120. Because sometimes you see the Nuggets get run out by some just by a, the, the worst team in the NBA, and then we go toe to toe with the best team and we win. Right, we saw it all playoffs. It's like for some nights we just didn't even look like we wanted to be there, and then we pull off yeah. three amazing nights. No, you're you're right, and I,
0: this has been an, actually a consistent thing with the Nuggets because even earlier, like I know this sounds wild because it was almost a year ago when the season first started, the Nuggets were beating the best teams in the league, but they were losing to the worst teams That's in the league. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. and it, so, so you're spot on, and, and it that showed in the playoffs that they. And you know what I think it comes down to? I think it comes down to they don't have a fiery, they don't have a dog, man. They don't have an enforcer, someone that has a lot of attitude on their team. And typically, you want that player to be one of your your better players. And let's say the Joker, he's very passive. I've never seen him get really angry, fiery. But you know what? What gave me hope is I finally saw that a little bit out of the Blue Arrow, Jamal Murray but thing is i still don't know if it's in his it's his style i don't know if it just was it got to the point where he was getting really frustrated but i think they need to go out there and they need to get someone that can help you know they need think of it the the bulls right michael jordan was that fiery player he was the the fire on that team as well as the best player but you need someone that has the leadership capability on their team and it and it's just sometimes lead by example just doesn't always work you need someone to be vocally a leader and i just what don't would, think they have that
1: what would be big is if either a they draft or b just one of the younger uh players like maybe even uh michael ford jr um just allow them to become that leader right yeah. one of, they step up and they kind of fill that role that's what would be perfect because then Nothing needs to change.
0: I think Porter could be that player. I, he's already been very vocal on his um, you know, outside of basketball stuff. He's he's got pretty vocal press conferences, he's already kinda made some shout outs. So I think he could be that. I think his main his main thing is he needs to work on his defense or he's just not gonna have the his defense is so poor. And so inconsistent that he can't back up anything he says with that poor defense. And all the good players, they all play decent defense. I mean, Kobe and Michael Jordan and LeBron all play really good defenses. And you gotta have, you gotta have good defense. So anyway, that's enough uh, probably playoff or NBA talk. We're gonna close up with just some recap with the NFL. Dixon, what do you think is going on with all these injuries? How are these teams going to oh, overcome
1: it? Kind of, you, you took my the words out of my mouth. I was going to say this is just the year of injuries. This is the year we sacrifice players to the to the gods, and I'm upset about it because I I I've been uh, like in the shoes of being injured before, and. I did that exact same thing where, like, I, I tried to rush back and you hear, let's say, the reports of, like, Vaughn Miller's thinking about if the Broncos are able to right the ship and make a playoff push, he's going to try and come back. I'm That hurts me to hear. Because, like, there's no reason that we should sacrifice a future franchise player for, for this kind of a season, right? This is not the year for us to be selling out our bodies to try and go win the Super Bowl.
0: He actually, Von Miller actually said he he wants to try to somehow return at the end of the season. I don't know how it's going to happen. That's, that's, that's his, I love be. his attitude. I think honestly the Denver Broncos need to re-sign him because... He needs to be a Broncos for life. He said it. he wants to be, he sees John Elway, he sees Rod Smith, he sees Terrell Davis, he sees all these famous Broncos living around here and he is a Coloradan is what he said. He wants to be here. Um, I don't know why we I, I, I do not I don't know, I think maybe they're worried because he had a down year last year and then also he got injured. But from what I heard, he was playing in training camp out of his mind. And I think he is, with sports technology nowadays, with sports medicine, Older players now can stay better in shape because of the the knowledge we know. So I think Von Miller he can play upwards for a long time. We've seen even the older style players. Reggie White had a long career as a pass rusher, very old age, upper thirties. So it's not like Von Miller is done. I think Von Miller can get re-signed I mean, for another three to four years.
1: I I didn't I didn't say it was done. I think yeah. It was
0: no no no. I yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just oh. saying that what the Denver Broncos might be thinking about with Von Miller uh, inside their head. But, I mean, the only thing I can think of, the silver lining for this, to anyone that's kinda bummed out because maybe you're, you're the Panthers fan and Christian McCaffrey's injured, He's not out for the season, but he's still Saquon. hurting your season. Saquon's out. The 49ers literally have every key position starter injured. And if you're a 49ers fan, you're probably upset because you just went to the Super Bowl and you were probably hoping, you know what, we should have beat the Chiefs. We we let them come back in the fourth quarter. We're going to get them this year. But then How about you just
1: lost NFC East, though.
0: Yeah. The NFC East is is going to be the worst division in all of football. <laughs> It's not looking good. Oh,
1: my goodness. I am just so Dwayne Haskins
0: just got benched, which means uh, that Washington – actually, I'm just going to say this. The Washington football team, watch out, because I've really liked what Ron Rivera has always been about, and Washington has been drafting top five defensive players for, like, four years now. And their defense actually looks really good. And if they lose a lot this season, they're in the running for Trevor Lawrence. And you add Trevor Lawrence with Ron Rivera and that good defense, the Washington football team might be on the up and coming, but we'll see. They are a poorly run organization because of their owner, but Ron Rivera might be the right person to write that ship. But NFC East, they are the worst division in football.
1: We them Boys.
0: <laughs> yeah, not looking good. Cowboys need a better defense. The the Giants, of course, are always a wreck, and I don't know what's going on with the Eagles.
1: There but well anyway, but can we talk we, about Justin Herbert's arm?
0: Just so let's that. let's talk Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. So
1: I was gonna what say real quick so wait. many good quarterbacks in the AFC West. Okay. Like real I'm not quick. necessarily say looking at Oakland, but hold on,
0: real quick. Let me just let me just say something real quick. I was gonna say Go wait, the silver lining for all these injuries is that we're getting a look at
1: young talent.
0: That didn't have a
1: chance with the preseason. Yeah,
0: we didn't didn't get to see any of that. It's the sad truth of injuries, but we're going to see that Justin Herbert might have not shown himself in the season until maybe very late in the year. But because Tyrod Taylor had that chest injury, all of a sudden he got to play. And to answer you, Justin Herbert, he's been looking very, very good for a young quarterback. And the one thing I think they need right now is their running game to come together and that's really going to hurt because they let Melvin Gordon go and then Austin Eckler just went down an injury so they need someone to set up or to step up in that backfield and give him a running game to support him because when he he almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and if their running game they rushed for about 30 yards I think combined this is,
1: no you ready, so, ready for his stats on that yeah. game 20 for 25 that's an 80% completion 290, 290 yards um, three touchdowns, the one interception, had a 72-yard bomb, took two sacks, had a QB rating of only 86. Yeah, so that's but nice.
0: but I'm just saying, if you could have combined that with a running game, a decent running game, that. they would have won, I think, against Tampa Bay. Because if you can control the clock against Tom Brady, that's how you beat him. But instead... The young quarterback took the took the game into his hands and almost beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they did give up a loss, but anyway, to your point, Justin Herbert, he's looking really solid. Is I he going to get his first win? I think I think so. I think so because I think the Chargers have one of the best defenses in the NFL, even without um, even without Darwin James. I think they they just have a really good pass rush and they're they have three corners that can all be pretty much low-end QB or cornerback ones on any team like they're. Well, you,
1: you know who I want to talk about next then right no I I don't Dixon tell Joe us Burrow. Joe Burrow he yeah. got his first win yeah. he's currently sitting uh at over a thousand passing yards already on the season six tutties thoughts look, I, on him I think I
0: I just want to say with these young quarterbacks right now they look good And I think both Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are going to look – they're going to have great careers. But there is a week eight factor that everyone needs to consider. And that is it takes seven, eight, sometimes nine weeks for all this tape to get digested by defensive coordinators. And that's when they start looking at tendencies and they start to get to know the quarterback. And that's when they start scheming on that QB. So now I'm going to say in week eight, week nine – Watch them to have a little recession and see how they overcome that because defense coordinators are going to pick up on that stuff and they're going to have some down games. But see if they can bounce back and then be able to develop new habits, new tendencies, and overcome that. That's how you know if they're going to be for real.
1: But so Joe Burrow's hitting his week eight this week because he's going up against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens.
0: Yeah, So, and, and we need to see them tested against a good team like Justin Herbert was against Tampa Bay this is Joe Burrow's first big test he's playing a really good team in the in the Ravens and I think a win a morale victory is that you lose by one score to the Ravens it's a it's a very good way I think to build his confidence like you're on a really poor Bengals team and you barely lost to a really good team or maybe they upset and surprise. I don't know,
1: but or they tie. I would love them for them to be the first team to go two-two and two. <laughs> oh, that
0: would be yeah. I I don't want to see any, they need to take that out. I don't want to see ties anymore.
1: I do think they should play through it. There's no reason that they can't play an extra 20 minutes to yeah. sudden death. Like yep, you know.
0: yeah. It's it's we, no more ties. We need we need W's or L's. That's it. True, uh, but yeah. Joe Burrow, though, they need to go protect him. He can't take all those hits. He needs to have a long career. The NFL needs to make a, a better job with their general managers at, at getting better pieces to protect their young quarterbacks. The court, The play, the ratings go down when these quarterbacks get hurt because the backup talent is just not as good. And quarterbacks that get hurt a lot, sometimes they get sick. Andrew Luck. Could have been an amazing, he's still an amazing quarterback, but his career got ended because of injuries because the Colts took forever to draft offensive line. Deshaun Watson has already been struggling with injuries. He gets hit all the time. We're seeing Joe Burrow take a lot of hits. Drew Locke's been injured twice. These younger quarterbacks, you need to give them a great offensive line. So Indianapolis Colts now have an amazing line. Whoever, whatever quarterback gets the, the privilege of taking over after Phillip Rivers, you have, <laughs> you're going to get protected. So that's that's my thoughts on the young QBs. The, the NFL is, of course, moving forward. I think the season's um, been pretty, pretty decent. There is no home field advantage, though. I will tell couple you that a
1: couple of covid um, uh, outbreaks. But so far, the NFL's handled them well. And I'm impressed and I'm happy to see it.
0: Yeah, we don't want to see everyone's like please don't take football away from us 2020. And the NFL is a business too and they don't want to lose their season, so they are being they're they're cracking down on it hard. They're making sure that the everything is taken care of. We saw that they they literally were like, "All right, Titans, you're you're done for a bit. We'll reschedule your games." So I think they're doing a good job. We we want to hope that that was enough, and hopefully we don't see any more outbreaks on that. Because I I don't know what's going to happen if we don't have uh, pro football for a couple weeks, right in the middle of the season. That's going to make you'll me be just, all right. I know. Okay. I'll I'll be all right. Twenty twenty has conditioned me for this, but it's going to hurt
1: me really bad. Yeah. You you'll be okay. We'll make more podcasts. You'll be all right. You can just <laughs> you can come talk your feelings out and be like oh, I miss football. It'll be great.
0: Um, luckily I have uh, recorded games on, on my DVR so maybe I can just rerun that and you know <laughs> but yeah anyway so there's our recap for the pro sports for week two of the month of October we can't wait to hear talk to you again and for KCSU Sports I'm Jonathan Gillum that's Dixon Lawson and we'll catch you next time
1: have a great night